0: This is the game day on Rocky Top, episode 181. I had to say that slow because I actually couldn't find the tab that I put that in. So Just sounded there like it is. Like, yeah, yeah it's <laughs> probably about it's like 181. 181, something like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm Joel Hollingsworth. Uh, as always, I'm joined by Will Shelton. Hi, Will. How are you? I'm
1: great, man. How are you?
0: I I am I am Good. Um, I had a, uh, a con, uh, orchestra concert to go to last night, started at seven 30. Um, so, uh, I DVR the, uh, uh, the game and missed the first play, which apparently <laughs> there was, uh, some excitement on the first play. Actually, they did, it's because the, uh, the YouTube TV DVR wasn't smart enough to catch when they moved the beginnings of games. Right. So, yeah, but so you it's got Cincinnati
1: and uh and Tulsa,
0: yeah. That was super exciting. Yeah. Um so anyway, uh I w- I was at that. And then uh of course I stayed up till you know the game was over. Uh so I don't know, went to bed at 1 woke up, we had like a 90-minute worship service at church. And uh then I came home and uh I uh, ate and hung out with the kids. So uh I haven't looked at anything yet. I watched the game. So this is a good time for a caveat that, uh, uh, you know, we, we I'm a lawyer, so I need caveats. I can't right, speak for sure, that sure. caveat. Um, so we're, we, we're not, uh, we're not uh, professionals. Um, uh, you know, we're not uh, working 40 hours <laughs> on this stuff and uh,
1: this, right, it's right. Yeah, yeah.
0: nobody is, is paying us for this. Uh, I do other stuff during the week. I got kids, I got, you know, uh, church, I got other stuff. Will is actually a, a pastor as uh, most of you probably know. So unless he's just getting up there and ad-libbing on Sunday mornings, <laughs> I'm a guess, I'm guessing you don't do that.
1: I do not. I will say, I feel like anyone in the Vols Braves Venn diagram, like, I was super ready to watch that game after staying up until 1230 most nights during the World Series. I was like, man, daylight savings and this thing is moving like we we got I've got my I'm drinking Mountain Dew right now at eight, whatever time it is, because that's the life I've been living for the last week or two weeks (laughs) trying to watch the World Series. So I feel like I was at my peak football watching uh, energy for a 40 year old uh, during that game. So, uh, yeah, it was it, it. like um so you know coming fresh on it from your perspective having not written about it or anything like you spoke as a lawyer i'll speak as a pastor tell me some feelings that you felt what are some feelings that you uh that you felt watching that thing last
0: night um so the feelings wait a minute we have a guest I, i'm sorry wait oh the rule is if you come in you have to be on the podcast so yeah, come here.
1: Consistent.
0: That is, come here. Hey. they don't they don't see the video, so you have to come over here. It's and just talk. me.
1: Yeah, I see you, but no one else will.
0: I'm not sure she can even hear you. <laughs> um, so, just a guy okay. talking crazy. Just just give me uh a, who's we played Georgia this week. Who's gonna win, Tennessee or Georgia? Say it into this thing. Who's gonna win? What? <laughs> Tennessee's gonna win. Okay. Um, by how much? How much what you gotta be loud this is like radio you have to be bold and confident i can't even hear you i think she said a thousand so. i think
1: tennessee is confident enough like tennessee yeah. by one is pretty confident this week so yeah that'll work i like it Omi
0: <laughs> all right so um the the caveats then um are that uh you know I have a family. I'm putting, you know, my wife is actually putting me to bed, uh, but I spent most of the afternoon, and so I'm I'm looking at a lot of the stuff cold, um, and I kind of like it that way. So my feelings, um, I, you know, first of all, I was super tired because it was super late for me. I'm I'm 54, and uh, that's way past my bedtime. Um, I, it's like we can't be stopped. And I have no idea how he gets guys so wide open. It's amazing. I said that, you know, I'm I'm sitting there watching myself, you know, because everybody else is sleeping. And I'm like screaming at the TV. It's like, how does he get so open? Nobody covered him. It's like every time they do that little uh, zigzag, it's like a double diamond interstate exchange. (laughs) You know?
1: I like that. I like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh, you know, it, it's amazing. Uh on the other hand, man, whoo, Kentucky, um, they're good. and they're tough. Um, and they they really handed it to our defense. You know, it's kind of like here's 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 what I here's what I'm really feeling. It was like the offense went out there and uh, you know, like just uh shot you know just teed off got a hole in one and then they gave it over to the defense and the defense had to carry rocks all day you know it was just manual labor for those guys and then the uh the elitist offense just went out and you know scored 45 points and what was it eight minutes Is that all they had the ball nine minutes more know.
1: or less i saw somebody today had that they think it's uh, Michigan State – I think the phrasing, and I think this was in The Athletic, that Michigan State in a game against Rutgers four or five years ago thinks they have the record because Michigan State in that game had the ball for 47 minutes and something. But Kentucky had it for 46 last night. Wow. Um, in I, the thing I just wrote uh, or just published on our site uh, about uh, giving the defense credit where it's due, It j- we gained – We gained 189 yards in the first six plays. So after the Jalen Hyatt catch, that that would have been another touchdown if he didn't step out of bounds. That was the sixth play of the game. We had already scored two touchdowns. And at that point we had 189 yards in six plays, uh, which is, you know, something like 30 yards per play. So, like, in part, it's hard. (laughs) That's not sustainable uh so so it's hard to it kind of feels like um you know things got got tougher because they could not get any easier and because for the most part you know now kentucky came down and, and took the lead right 21 to 14 before we yeah came back but like that elusive notion in the second half where we kept getting up 10 points and then they wouldn't go away um it for, for like the big first ranked win first, first win over a top 20 team on the road for Tennessee in 15 years. um, It felt a little more like a relief the way the game played out to me and to some of the folks I've, I've heard from today, than like just the pure uh, celebration. Like if you think back to the other year one, you know, when Butch Jones beat uh, South Carolina or when Jeremy Pruitt beat Auburn, um, those were more like joyous <laughs> to me. This was more stupefying that the offense was so good and then frustrating for sure. And it almost, to me anyway, it almost felt like relief when it was over and we, we won. Maybe that's just the nature of, of a, a closer game. I don't know. Maybe we've just played better. I mean, I know we have. We've played better throughout the season leading up to this point than we did with Butch or with Pruitt in those year ones. So it was maybe more of a surprise. But it, I mean my biggest takeaway, I feel like I write it every week, is we're still learning how to watch football this way. Like yeah. we're I mean you may you may have watched Baylor, uh, you know, or watched UCF in yeah. years past. But when it's your it's just different when it's your team. Yeah. And I'm we're still learning how to watch football this way.
0: Yeah. It's weird. It's it's like I'm starting to think that maybe he should um, you know, we we get eighty five scholarships, right? So I'm thinking maybe thirty of those should go to offensive players, <laughs> and the other fifty five just get a bunch of defensive players and just rotate them every play, because they, they you know they're carrying the rocks, you know, and um, they did a really good job last night. I I, I mean I mean, not uh, you know ending up in the grave. Because, man, they played a lot of stuff. So, um, so let me just run down some of these stats. And I'm looking at i mostly cold here. Um, so, okay, it's all right. It's time for bed for you. Okay, I'll get it later. Okay, thank you. Bye bye. <laughs> Apologies. I'm not going to edit it out. That's my life. Um, homie's going to sleep well tonight because of uh, daylight savings. The sun going down early is good. Um, okay, so the, the stats. Um, uh, let's see. I'm looking at the box score, which is not what I wanted to look at. That's why I was confused. So Kentucky had 35 first downs to Tennessee's 17. And Remember, uh, the score was 45 42. Tennessee won this game, all right. See, that's be a lot of
1: repeating that. <laughs> Tennessee right. won this game,
0: <laughs> yeah. There, that's that's important to remember here. Uh, Kentucky was 12 of 17 on third downs, they gained 612 yards total to Tennessee's 461. Um, they they even had more uh passing yards 387 to 316 which you know we had 275 78 79 yard touchdowns um they outrushed us um and the time of possession was 4608 to 1352 which that changed dramatically in the end when we were trying to sort of bleed a little bit um So, you know, the difference there was both teams had two turnovers, but the difference in the game is a pick six by Alante Taylor. That was, we needed somebody to break serve. It was like watching a tennis match, you know, both teams were going to score in in different ways and you just need somebody to break. And uh, that's what Tennessee did with Alante Taylor. I think, do you think he had to sit out the next series for doing the dance? or or did he get hurt (laughs) the the
1: question we were asking so my in-laws were here so i was watching the game with with my wife like i usually do but then also my uh, sister-in-law and my wife's stepmother and i mean we just kept saying surely he didn't hurt himself doing that dance (laughs) and that in the end zone and if he did it's like he needs to just stay in the tent, right? <laughs> like just stay in the tent.
0: Out of embarrassment.
1: Yeah, don't don't come out. Like just just stay there. Uh, so, I don't I don't. If you listen to the way Heipel talks and and the things that he encourages, and, and if you read stories about the guys at UCF with him, uh, I I cannot. I don't think that he would be benched for that.
0: No, I mean. You know, Alante, he um, flying chest bumped, side chest bumped Alante when yeah. he came over to the sideline. So he, he was happy, but I wonder if maybe Tim Banks sat him or something. I remember
1: know. there was a photo, when we beat, the. speaking of South Carolina, there was a photo of Butch Jones and like Dave Hart in a track suit doing some yeah. sort of bump like that after the game. Do you remember that? I do, yeah. Yeah, just flashed in my brain. <laughs>
0: that's what happens i I'm, I'm sitting here watching you on on zoom i am amazed at your ability to be so coherent while watching a different football game
1: oh it's, it's a commercial amazing. right now so it's <laughs> but
0: it's, thank you. it's it's amazing it's like the screen's flashing and he's having it's like yeah there's
1: well two, as we said before we went on the air i the, uh, I, uh the Vols playing well teaches you a bit about how, how that you care less about the Titans than you thought you did, at least for me. So, (laughs) uh, but I am watching that game as this is going on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So um, we're gonna, you know, probably hit on more of that as we go on, but uh, we have a bit of an agenda here. I wanted to get to the fun office pools thing for our regular community. We got, you know, several, Uh, scores of people in there and uh since i have not been writing as much due to uh my uh brain injury this summer i i wanted to acknowledge here that uh somebody named crusher is crushing it and uh, right Crusher with the k is that a wrestling thing or
1: that's uh, to my knowledge no
0: wrestling. Shout so. out
1: shout out to uh my friend Boone and and everybody that listens to this podcast but as far as I know uh, <laughs> that loves wrestling but as far as I know uh that's that is not a uh, uh a wrestling analogy.
0: <laughs> so he he is uh he is two points ahead of George Monkey who is I don't know who that is but uh he's he's often towards the top. And uh, with flat rock, also towards the top, usually bird jam is the guy I'm always chasing trying to catch because he's always you know right there at the top by the end. So that's uh, HT on the uh, on the website. If,
1: yeah, I think if there was on. like a, a career <clears throat> picks championship, it would yes, be it would it be would, bird jam over there, and also,
0: and also, uh, and also, uh, and also a, a Hail Mary haiku champion. Is there? Yes. I think that was him for when we were doing those.
1: <laughs> I really enjoyed in the in the posts, and, and I appreciate it if folks are listening to this. Like the one in the Ole Miss preview where we linked back to the uh, the Night Lane Kiffin left at Rocky Top talk, yeah, and and seeing some of those folks uh, pop back into the comments, or or just seeing you know, and you see some of these names in the uh, in the pick standings as well, but just you know, guys that we guys and girls that we uh, uh, have have enjoyed hearing from for a long time that have been part of the yeah. community for a long time
0: yep Memphis Pete also there yeah um, so we got borrow uh, WV vol um, so yeah um, between you and me I'm number 18 um, you are number 49 but I attribute that solely to your persistence of never voting against or never Uh, picking Tennessee to lose
1: well this week it's it's a uh, a byproduct of not forgetting to make my picks
0: Uh, so (laughs) uh,
1: but I think I was only in like 47th place before then or something like that so yeah no I I don't uh I was just having that conversation with somebody at church today about fantasy football that I don't uh uh I I can't compartmentalize well enough to like want different things. It's one of the main reasons I don't bet on sports is because I just want to watch the game and not be bothered by other factors. I just want the things that I things that good things that are good outcomes for Tennessee. That's what I pick in a pool every week. So uh when it's like he's got Vanderbilt beating Georgia. Like yeah if that would help us in the SEC East, sure, why not? So it just uh, wants no conflicted feelings. That's right. I just yeah. want a simple football life.
0: Yeah. Um Oh shoot! You reminded me of something there, and I forgot what it was. Uh, Okay, so that's probably long gone. But the uh, the week ten standings, uh, ten rebel um, was twelve and eight. That was good. That was way. That was way good. Um, And uh, yeah, Wed Flat Rock was tied for second with cny vol pensacola vol fan not far behind so oh and there's george monkey Burjam, 13 and i was 15 almost got him (laughs) almost got him but uh not yet so anyway uh thanks everybody for playing and uh we uh we're having a good time with that oh what i was gonna say was you you said you forgot to do your picks this week right
1: Yes, but I, you oh. still get one point less than the lowest picker that week if you, like me, forget to make your picks.
0: Right. I, I just wanted to point out to the listening audience that Will is actually the admin of the contest <laughs> and, uh, and, <laughs> and neglected to make
1: Down it. there at 52 this week at 0 and 20 with 127 points. So the real shout out goes to Chucky Tivall who made picks and went 10 and 10 with 128 points. So thank you, Chucky Tivall for giving us 127 points.
0: Uh, oh, oh, Jay, Jay didn't pick this week either. Then what's he, he's doing in there.
1: Yeah. And a number of us in the 127 this week. So that's, yes, it's all right.
0: Okay. Um, all right. What's next? We got um, okay. So, In SP plus, the Vols are now, let's see, let's talk about the SEC standings. You got Georgia at the top. Um, And I think Florida, is. this is off memory, because I did look this up um, earlier this morning. But I think Florida is still uh, second. Um, But uh, Tennessee, right there after that. And, you know. Let's see what happens. But in SP Plus, they are currently ranked number twenty. Um, of course, we got Georgia coming up, and uh, you know Georgia's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> right. Georgia, Georgia's pretty good. So, uh, and then after that, we got South Alabama and Vanderbilt. So we got um, probably a loss against uh, Georgia but two probable wins against South Alabama and uh, Vanderbilt. So that would put us at going by memory. So check me will uh, for, it would be four and it'd be five. Are we five and four right now? We are five and four, right. five now. and four. So we, we didn't with another loss of five. So we'd be seven and five. We would be seven and five. Pretty good. And we are probably going to a bowl game. And the cool thing is right now, if it holds uh, Georgia and Alabama would both make the, the playoff. And if they do that, that means that the good bowls start with the third best team in the uh, SEC. So that means probably a good bowl game too.
1: Yeah. maybe. So the, the working assumption based on, based on the first playoff poll that came out, um, if you get, Uh, If you get Georgia and – well, let me start here. The Sugar Bowl is not one of the semifinals this year, and the Sugar Bowl has to take an SEC team. So, you know, we just assume at this point Georgia's in. Let's say they beat Bama and, you know, Bama, you know, falls out or whatever, they'd automatically go to the Sugar Bowl. Or if Georgia and Alabama both get in, then the Sugar Bowl has to take the next best SEC team, which should. There's still – I mean – there's four weeks or three weeks left on this thing, but the next best SEC team should be whoever wins this game Saturday between Ole Miss and Texas A&M. Yeah. So if you look at the playoff poll, should should be that the winner of Ole Miss and A&M can still get into the New Year's Six, which is what you want. The more SEC teams is exactly the point Joel's making. If The more SEC teams that get into the New Year's Six, everybody else – comes up the rising tide, all boats, all that good stuff. So
0: um you well, know, such catches on fire in pregame.
1: Right. Right. Well that's that's two years ago now. We're free from those demons. But uh <laughs> yeah that you know roughly speaking if you got Bama and Georgia in the playoffs or Bama in the sugar bowl. If if the winner of Ole Miss and A and M doesn't stub their toe, Ole Miss in the Egg Bowl, I'm sure A and M's got LSU at the end. Um, they can get into the year six as well. The loser goes to the Citrus Bowl. Kentucky is still finished nine and three. Like I, you know, um, it's 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 fun to point out how often we beat Kentucky and all that other stuff. But I always caution people like, hey, they were eighteenth. Like take the ranked win, take it. You know, yeah. like enjoy it. So. I if Kentucky's nine player. and three, they're they're still gonna, you know, they, they could be outback bowl or whatever. Auburn, even if they lose to Alabama, Auburn should finish with a better record than Tennessee. But I think if no matter what happens against Georgia, I think Tennessee's gonna find themselves in a, as as an attractive option for Music City Bowl, uh the, the Duke's Mayo bowl used to be the Belk Bowl, the Charlotte Bowl. Let's just call it that. Um Those are games – I think either of those games, the Music City Bowl or the the Mayo Bowl are games where if you look at the projections that are out there, you can get a match – just a marquee matchup you really like. Penn State maybe in the Music City Bowl. Um, uh, Clemson was was projected to the Mayo Bowl a couple weeks ago, which was really exciting. I'm not sure that that's actually going to happen. But, you know, like Miami, other teams like that. Now, when you say that, you can also get – music city bowl with minnesota and the mayo bowl with you know uh uh, nc state or something like that so it doesn't always work out that way but right now i mean i I think tennessee's in good position um and you just never know i mean tennessee went to the gator bowl two years ago at six and six somebody's got to go to the gator bowl and florida um you know, Florida right now, you said this earlier, I think you meant Kentucky, Kentucky is still yeah. number two in the standings in the East. Yeah. Florida's, you know, two and five in the sec. So that's the crazy. notion that they would be like attractive as a bowl team, even in the state of Florida. I don't know. Man, they're a mess. So, yeah. you know, somebody has yeah. got to go to the Gator bowl. Um, yeah. it's not actually <laughs> on new year's day this year. So it's, that's less fun, but, uh, Anyway, just, yeah, I mean, there's lots of lots of good options out there for what should be an attractive Tennessee team.
0: Yeah, I, I was going to say I, I should have known better than to trust my uh, memory off the SEC standings. So, yeah, I, I was uh, looking in my mind at that second slot and thinking it was Florida. But, yeah, it's Kentucky up there. Um, so, unless we beat Georgia, you know, we can't get into second. Um, but – Um, Florida, what, what what is the deal with Florida? They just, uh, one thing I did see this morning, did they get like walloped by South Carolina? Yeah. Did something happen?
1: It's, I mean, right. It's one of those games. I mean, it was, Carolina was ahead and it was one of those like, uh oh, they better wake up. And then right before halftime, they, Florida fumbled and South Carolina picked it up and ran it back for a touchdown. And then it was like, oh, now they're down 20. And, I mean, they just never recovered. And so, I I don't know if you've seen the – there was – it's not a hit piece. That's not the right way to say it. But there was a story in The Athletic this week where they went around and talked to anonymous coaches about Florida. And it was things like, these guys are soft. uh, You know, a lot of comments about their recruiting, which then Dan Mullen has been not even defensive, just not really talking or not answering questions about it in the media. So, there's a lot of – like behind the scenes and you think about for them, you know, they, they played Alabama last year, closer than anybody all year in the SEC championship game. Then they had a chance to beat Alabama earlier this year. But since then, I mean, the fall from we're right there, we're a play. I mean, that's where, where they were when we played them. We're right there. We're a playoff team. Let's win the rest of our games. And we'll get another shot at these guys to, I mean, just the, Kentucky blocking the field goal and running it back for a touchdown to beat them. Um, you know, the LSU, the, these guys are just just in free fall. And then Georgia, of course, handled them. So uh, it's never a good sign when all week behind the scenes, uh, the media and, and anonymous sources are talking about how soft you are. And then you get waxed by the South Carolina team that – I mean, good for those guys. Good for Shane Beamer. Good for them. I mean, that's that's a huge win for those guys. But I mean, the story—they they beat them so badly that <laughs> the story is almost less about South Carolina now and more about what's going on with them. So I don't know. I mean, I, I'm—I uh, I don't know what Dan Mullen is inclined to do or think, but that just looks like one of those situations now where you wonder if Dan Mullen's not like where, like, where could he leave of his own accord. You know, to to just say, you know what, I'm going to get out of here and go to Virginia Tech or go somewhere else, um, and and not have to live this life. Yeah. Um,
0: well, I I am a a, a a staunch supporter of compassion, but <laughs> I I just I have it. I'm finding it difficult to feel sorry for the Gators. Right. No, it's just not, I'm sorry, but with a giggle, you know, I, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it it's hard for me.
1: Well, I think sometimes we, uh, you know, when we talk about as Tennessee fans, like our own unrealistic expectations and how yeah. we unfairly compare things to the nineties. I'll say this about the Gators. I mean, you have, you have the same comparison able to be made back to the nineties, except with a, a team that most years, not in 98, but most years was better, even better than we were. Yeah. Um, and then you have a whole separate thing with urban Meyer who won two in 06 and 08. So, I mean, you, you it's not just like Jim McElwain won the East twice and that wasn't good enough. Uh, I mean, these guys again they beat georgia last year they played alabama closer than anybody did and they were right there with them you know whatever eight weeks ago seven weeks ago and now i mean it's just it's it's completely off the rails so i mean it's Tennessee's schedule next year i said this on the radio a couple weeks ago coming into this year you thought okay finally like now we'll get a break from the scheduling gods we've got pittsburgh instead of Oklahoma and Oregon and all these other teams that we usually play it's Pittsburgh. And in the sec West rotation, it's Ole Miss and it's at home. And then of course it turns out again, Ole Miss probably going to the new year six and Pittsburgh is great. Yeah. So uh, but, so this never works out for us, but let me just say no, now, Tennessee schedule next year is Pittsburgh again, except without Kenny Pickett. And you get LSU, it's in Baton Rouge, but you get, I mean, that's that's going to be a year one coach in Baton Rouge. And I know, like, we make a living out of saying Florida's not really as good as we think they are, right? But, I mean, I love the opportunity to play those guys in Knoxville next year, no matter who the coach is at this point in time. I yeah. would love the opportunity to play those guys today. So, yeah. um It, you know, some, some favorable opportunities, perhaps still out there in scheduling world for Tennessee in the future.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, So um, Georgia this week, let's talk less favorable. Yes. Less favorable. Um, I am going to run the, uh, the hat guy um, cold here. So this would be my first uh, look at it. And by the way, I want to I want I want to point out I haven't you know been posting this stuff uh, this year um, for a variety of reasons. But um, this has been, in fact, I'm going to just go ahead and ask you this question now. Uh, wh- what is the weirder of the two? The weirdest college football season was it the 2020 pandemic? <clears throat> or was it, or is it this year? And I know that sounds crazy to say, because, you know, pandemic, no crowds, lots and lots of weird stuff. But what we got with, what we just got done uh, talking about with Florida, they're they're skidding towards a cliff, which you never would have guessed. It's Dan Bullen. He's He's got control of this. I, I think I, when I was working on the magazine, I think I thought, that they were going to be second, which, you know, that's kind of where they hang out when George is this good, right? But it's not just that, it's a lot of uh, upsets. And of course, every year has its upsets. But the upsets are just coming out of the blue, like South Carolina versus Florida, like Um, just things that you just would not expect. And then the scores are just totally out of whack. It's like anybody who can win is going to win by 40, you know? So um, the reason I bring this up is SP plus um, and our own hat guy, we're having a real tough time this year. (laughs) Uh, I think SP plus, I looked at uh, Bill's, uh, numbers yesterday. The, we, we'd we been over 50% until about three weeks ago. And we have uh, both been under 50%, like kind of significantly uh, the last three weeks. The last three weeks had just been insane. And so he's right at 50%. I think it's 49.9. Uh, hat guy is at 50 point, like, I don't know, just barely over 50%. So <laughs> Again, with the caveats, I, I need to have caveats. It's it's <laughs> it's in my nature. Okay, so we're running Tennessee, uh Georgia right now. Um by the way, uh Hat guy liked Tennessee uh last week. So
1: I think most people like Tennessee. I mean, even Vegas by the, the end like Tennessee. Um
0: he liked him by four though, I think. Yeah. I think we- oh,
1: He would have have lost it there. That would have been a heartbreaker if you followed Had Guy.
0: (laughs) Well, maybe I got that wrong. It's running, it it takes about 30 seconds. I'm going to look what he said about the game.
1: I think you're, you're, um, is this weirder or is, is last year weird? I mean, obviously, like the experience of watching and all that stuff is weirder last year, but that also last year you, you just had, the very best teams were just even better, you know. To me, Bama, Ohio State, Clemson, all that bunch, and I, just our filter as Tennessee fans, in particular, is when we see what might be the best of all these Bama teams last year, you just think, well, this is the same old, same old. Or, uh, in in whatever the case you know may be, the best teams are going to find a way. Now, other than Georgia which we're not used to them being the, the the best of the best. So we'll see that for ourselves on Saturday. But, you know, I think for, like when you, if you get upset about the playoff poll or you look at these things, there's still a version of this out here where the playoff is Georgia, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Alabama. Like that's still – that's that's a very – you may end up that way. But, I mean, just turning on these games, other than Georgia, Turning on these games with any of these teams. It's not that people rag on Oklahoma. Ohio State is is vulnerable. You know, Oregon already beat them, but like against Nebraska yesterday, I watched way more of that game than I intended to watch because those guys are vulnerable. Bama, I'm sure other people watched Bama play us and thought, look at this. But then against LSU, you know, LSU's throwing into the end zone at at the end to win. So um, I think that's what makes it. You still may end up with Georgia, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Alabama in this thing. But um, I think that's what makes this year so much more exciting. And still having, you know, the possibility out there for Cincinnati, uh, for for Oregon. Like, Oregon at this point would be a breath of fresh air if they can get in. And the head-to-head police would be, would be very much in favor of that. So um, I think it's this year, but, like, in the best ways where – when I turn on anybody that's not playing Georgia, uh, it's, it feels uncertain. And I like that. I, I think that's good for college football.
0: Yeah. All right. So I last week, actually, again, relying on memory. So don't ever trust my memory. Um, 29 to, uh, 20 for Tennessee. So oh, as like, a winner. Yeah. heck guy, Hat guy won. Um, so I haven't hit the tab yet, but it's done. So here we go. The reveal. The reveal is...
1: <laughs> not going to be pretty for the big orange.
0: <laughs> it's not going to be pretty. It's uh, Georgia, 40.4 points. And uh, Tennessee, 6.2.
1: Yeah. Which this is a great time <laughs> to remind people that your machine, the, what we used to call the Statsy Preview Machine, Yes. built on comparisons
0: comparisons
1: and yes. no one can score 15 points on this team
0: yeah that's my oh, whole goal for this game is to score more points than anybody else has
1: yeah 15 like that's again i've I've had this conversation with people about the bama game that's the most points we've scored on alabama this year is the most points we scored on alabama in 20 years literally not the, like oh 20 years literally 2001 is the last time we scored more than more than we scored this year against those guys So if we get two touchdowns and a field goal against Georgia, that's unprecedented against these guys this year. They're Yeah, they're just like, there is no good comparison for, for an offense against this defense. There is no good comparison. Now I will say is, is we, you know, it's only Sunday night and I've already started to talk myself into something. Last year when we played these guys, I remember thinking "Ah, it sucked to lose. We had the upset playbook going in part, you know, they, they, fumble it over their heads into the end zone. We stopped them on fourth down a couple of times. And I remember you, you or I, or both of us saying, and you're just also usually not going to catch a team like Georgia with Stetson Bennett at quarterback. Yeah. Usually you're going to catch them with JT Daniels and maybe we will, or you're going to catch them with whoever, but like, I am, I am the teeniest bit curious to see our defense much maligned last night overachievers all year. I am the teeniest bit curious to see them against George's offense with a quarterback, not known for taking off and running. Um, So I'm intrigued by that. My, my, I mean, look, aside from the things we do poorly on defense, we give up sacks at at an alarming, like 11% of dropbacks. We take a sack. You, You consider last night, we got sacked five times including in crucial situations. And we had the ball for like two heartbeats the whole game and still gave up five sacks. So I am concerned that there's a scenario here where, uh, you know, Hooker dies or, or something like that, you know, like <laughs> that um, something is going to need to be adjusted there, or we're going to be putting ourselves in a very vulnerable position. But I do think there's, and I think it'll that'll emerge in kind of the national conversation somewhat this week, in part because Georgia is so good it's boring, right? Like, they're so good at it's boring. It, people watching college football want the outcomes we were just talking about for Ohio State and Oklahoma and all these teams to happen for Georgia too, to be able to turn on a game and say, maybe somebody, maybe this week Tennessee will get them. But I do think the, just the curiosity of can Tennessee's offense playing at a faster pace than anybody in, in the country, uh, what can they do against this defense? Yeah, chances are not much different, but I think the curiosity will manifest itself some of this week. Who knows?
0: Yeah. Uh, I just ran while you were talking, I just ran it again. Uh not using comps, just using every game. And uh it's Georgia 40 points and Tennessee nine.
1: Hey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so but here's the thing: the 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 reason for that is that um Georgia allows 24% of what its opponents usually get on offense. So we're only get, expected to get a quarter of the points that we're used to seeing. And that's just a killer. I mean, what is our scoring offense? It's uh
1: 38, I think 37 okay. and change. Um, but let me just say that uh, the Rams have thrown two interceptions in the last two minutes. While I've been talking to you. It's really delightful. It's a really good moment for my sports teams. We're all really having a nice thing here. Yeah, um, and, but uh, yeah, I think it's thirty-seven point four. So yeah, I mean, you're talking about nine points, right? Right, less than ten nine points. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, these guys are gross. I mean, they're they're good. They're they're. Yeah. But I, I, again, I think hype on these guys have done such a great job. They got their ranked win. They've played relative to expectation. They've played well every week yeah um they've played pretty much at or near the spread um in in, even against like alabama you know that and let me say too we're not at all far removed from being like a 36 point underdog to alabama so when i hear opened at 21 and is now at 19 and a half like i can i can live with those numbers this year you know instead of being like well how bad are we going to get beat by there's I, again, I think there's genuine curiosity um, about this, but if we do get beat by 38, George is really good. Like, it's fine. You know, like we've got to recruit either way. So if we get beat by 38 and people say, Oh, he's got to recruit, we got to recruit no matter what. That's not new information. So um, this just, it, it reminds me of uh, in Butch Jones first year, after we'd beaten South Carolina and we'd been frisky with Georgia, we played that Auburn team, that Gus Malzon Auburn team, and that felt like you know pure opportunity. And that game was real fun for about a half, and we lost, I think, fifty-five to twenty-three. Mm, but yeah. it was it's fun for I- a while, and it, you know that's the opposite. That's that's a an Auburn offense that'll run right through you as opposed to a defense, it's not letting anybody do anything. So that's less fun to watch maybe, but. Um.
0: Yeah. Um, so you said the, the line was what, nineteen twenty one something like that. Opened <clears> at, 21,
1: at 21. I saw it at 19 and a half. It was 19 and a half on fun office pools when I put the picks in.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, Fan duel shut down or something. They When I looked at it earlier, they had no, <laughs> they had no lines. Um, so. Can you, can you do the math on the, uh, on what SP plus is probably going to say? It's, it's right at two touchdowns. Uh, Georgia is
1: uh, 31.4. Georgia's number one in the country at 31.4. Tennessee is 20, uh, 20th in the country at 14.6. So from there, you're talking about, you know, a little less than 17 points minus two and a half for home field. So it picked George, Georgia by two touchdowns,
0: but the, but it basically his line is 17
1: on a, on a neutral field. Yeah. His line would be 17.
0: Okay. Um, okay. So <laughs> we have kind of a disparity here. <laughs> if uh hat guy thinks, uh, uh, we lose by 30, uh, SB plus thinks we lose by 14 and the line is 19 to 21. So you know what? Anything can happen. That's what I'm thinking. I think anything can happen. And probably what's going to happen is that we play them well into somewhere in the third quarter, maybe even into the fourth. And then we give out again uh, because uh, we're short guys and uh as you and i talked about uh before we started recording um there was a time during the show the the broadcast last night that they the camera cut to three different tennessee players on uh defense and i didn't know any one of them (laughs) now i know that i've 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 been watching the team a little differently this year not having been quite as plugged in due to the thing. Uh, but it's like, who is, where did Kamal Hayden come from? Who is Caleb Tremblay? And who's John Terry?
1: Tremblay small... and Terry. <laughs> Tremblay and Terry are transfer portal guys. Okay. And uh, I believe Kamal Hayden is a, yeah, he's a Juco guy so hadn't really uh mostly this year they've played even when they've gone to dime um which has not been a lot but when elante taylor was out for reasons that are unclear uh you know he got in the game so he's he's kind of um he's a guy you know that that guy will be back As a lot of these guys in the secondary are going to graduate but he'll be back so you need like him and christian charles you know, Denico Slaughter. Denico Slaughter had a tough night again last night, but yeah. I, again, like he got thrown in the fire last year in the very first game against South Carolina as a true freshman, and then was never heard from again in the Jeremy Pruitt administration. And it just goes to show. I, I, Chris Pinley and I a former Rocket Top Talk writer, were having this conversation this morning. Alante Taylor is is another one of these guys. He started as a true freshman in the Jeremy Pruitt administration. And his first game was against Will Greer in West Virginia. And I that, remember that uh, game. offense. And it's just like, what is he supposed to do? Yeah. So it's to me like that's incredibly rewarding to see him go from moments like that. And then, of course, the BYU game the next year to, you know, we don't win without him. But like point blank, we don't win without him last night against number 18 on the road. No, so. I, that,
0: the uh, pick six was the uh, deciding factor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, but my point in bringing that up was, what an amazing job I think this defense is doing, um, with just so much change, and and it to me, and it, correct me if I'm wrong, because like I said, I, I I've been more like a kind of a bandwagon fan this season because I was out of it for a while, but it seems like there had, it's not just been change from last year to this year, but there's been change in personnel from the beginning of the season to now. Cause if I were, I don't remember seeing those guys play much in the early part of the season or did I just miss it?
1: I think Tremblay has been in the mix. He's, he's a transfer portal from USC he's, he's been in the mix. Some, I think some of it is, you know, Elijah Simmons was banged up and out for a long time on the defensive line. Um, you had some other guys that just kind of got beat up in there by, and Byron Young didn't play the first uh, two games or whatever. Yeah. So he's been in the mix, but I think they're, I mean, part of it is just the number of snaps that they're asking. their starting defensive lineman to play is, is just, again, like it's just not sustainable, right? Like you can't ask these guys, You can't ask defensive linemen to play 99 snaps against Kentucky, whatever they played against, 100-and-whatever against Ole Miss. Um,
0: Unless you have 55 of them.
1: Yeah, so, like, you can't – you just got to have more bodies there. Um, But I think, too, uh, to me – and you could tell, like, they're still looking for the answers at linebacker. Secondary, Willie Martinez is going to play his guys. He's playing all the seniors – over, you know, maybe some underclassmen that might be more athletic, but they're – our defense has been but don't break. And they don't – they do not break. They don't give up big plays. Uh, you know, they make enough big plays to to get it going the other way. Did, Linebacker did other to... than Jeremy Banks, you can tell, like, they're still – you got Aaron Beasley in there now. You know, Roman Harrison has played some. You had Juwan Mitchell, who you thought was going to be the answer, and it's end up, you know, not not being and I think is out for the year now. Like – um. They're still searching there for sure.
0: They've they've got to get off the field on third and long. I mean, <clears throat> just uh, that that that's a that's a problem. Um, and maybe it's linebacker. Um, it's funny with with Banks and Beasley in there. I'm always afraid Banks is going to get a 15 yarder. Um, unlike <laughs> like every player. he's play. earned
1: that fear. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's he's earned that.
0: Yeah. And then uh, Beasley, he seems to be in the right place, but he it's like he tackles without arms. Well, know?
1: and look, uh, credit Chris Rodriguez. Like that dude is tough. Yeah. And you're going to get more of the same. We, you know, watching the Alabama game, you're just like, this is only a matter of time before the way we're trying to tackle this guy and doing a pretty good job in the first, second, third quarter. Sooner or later, it's, it's going yeah. to get loose.
0: Yeah. They were amazing. Kentucky was amazing. All the, all the running backs, uh, credit the offensive line for them but the yards after contact was amazing i mean i, I don't know what the number was but it seems like every time you hit him, they'd get another four yards at least you know you always try to hear you, you hear hypo say uh let you know go for the plus two fall forward for an extra couple of yards but he would fall forward for four or six you know every single time him and uh smoke too so
1: yeah we didn't do a good job you know we were first or second in the country in tackles for loss and again some of that is because we we play so many plays but um we only had three last night and that all came late and because we blitzed so yeah. you know kentucky is the first team all year that really they did not let us put them in second and 11 or second and 12 like at all um and, you know, by the end of that thing, you felt, if you got them in second and eight, you felt like you'd done a great job. Yeah. And then they still usually picked up the first down. So you uh, know, Georgia to me is not apt to change that trend. I'm sure Georgia watches that film and says, all right, well, you know, it doesn't matter who's playing quarterback for us. Like let's just Run. line it up and do what they did.
0: Yeah. This is why we need 55 defensive players and and 30 offensive players. Yeah. That's All right. Um, Do you want to, before we get out, um, do you want to uh, um, have a chance to talk about the Braves? Uh, I don't follow baseball, but I know you're dying to talk about the Braves.
1: Well, I I just, again, uh, shout out for everybody who's in that, in that Venn diagram. It's, it's such a, if, if you're in my generation growing up at a time when Tennessee was good. Like you expected Tennessee to compete for the SEC championship every year from 89 to, I mean, to compete for it from 89 to 2007. Um, And then the Braves, I mean, the Braves were in the world series five times in the nineties. We only won one, but like just that expectation to grow up with that expectation that my teams are going to compete for this thing every year. And that's normal um that's taken a lot of time to to uh adapt to that's when your teams don't win uh but it's it's um i'm fortunate enough and i i wrote this on facebook after we won you know braves won it when i was a freshman in high school tennessee won it when i was a senior in high school celtics got one when i was uh it was right before i started writing at rocky top talk in the summer of 08 and then the Braves again, and they're all different uh, when your team wins. But, you know, the Braves best, lost their best player in the middle of July to a torn ACL, lost their best pitcher before the season even started. And there was this whole sense of, like, if they could just make the playoffs, everything else would be gravy. And then it was, like, the best gravy you've ever had in your life. Like, it was just such, <laughs> such a delightful surprise and they really played so well in the playoffs that they never I mean they they ne- they were never in a position to be eliminated. They never faced an elimination game in the playoffs. That's remarkable. Yeah. Um, so just just a like a delightful surprise, uh, as my wife likes to say about some things that just like just just a delightful surprise, I do think as we were talking about when we went on, it's it's a good revealer for how much you care about you know uh what your percentages are and there's no right or wrong answer to that of like you know if the if tennessee had lost last night how much of you would have woken up this morning and thought well you know what i got a world series championship hat showing up in the mail at some point in time you know um or being like no i don't care about that at all we lost in football it's a a good revealer of percentages but uh yeah man sports are great I just and if you're listening to this podcast, you already know that, but I just sports are great. and it's 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 not just great when you win because you don't win a lot. You certainly don't win a championship a lot. but um, you know, we've been doing this. Uh, I, I've been writing about Tennessee. You've been writing about Tennessee for fifteen years now. Um, and we won the first two of those years in football and since then we've been trying to to get to conversations like this this is since 2008 this is only tennessee's 10th win over a ranked team that's 10 10 wins in 14 years so this is a this is a, like a collectors edition podcast right that we even <laughs> to get to talk about we beat a ranked team that's great that's amazing so um yeah i just uh i'm very happy great job by the braves a, a wonderful surprise um and and just a reminder to me anyway like sports are great man that's that's my i just keep saying that over and over like that's um sports are great we appreciate folks taking the time to listen to us and read our site and win together and lose together and try to figure out craziness together and try to figure out how to watch this team again like we're still learning how to do all this but it's i just think sports are great <laughs>
0: so will thinks uh sports are great yep we got that okay um speaking of great sports uh hoops this this will be the last th- <clears throat> last thing we talk about hoops uh you told me you have uh out of principle uh never watched an exhibition game or at least you don't anymore so you didn't see uh the tennessee lenore ryan game and your I'm probably putting words into your mouth but uh, I think the I think the word you actually used was it doesn't mean anything it's not real is what you said it's not right. real but I'm and, telling and the you the
1: danger is when you have a five star freshman like Kennedy Chan or like last year with Keon and Jaden Springer if those guys score 45 points in the exhibition game you know you can't see me on the podcast being like okay or if they struggle in the exhibition game, like to me, it's not worth the emotional investment either way. So I just don't like, I don't feel like you can take data from it or take narrative from it. But I will say, and shout out to, to Gab, Gavin Driscoll was on our basketball podcast we did back in the spring, who, who is, knows plenty of basketball and plenty of other people pointed this out too. We shot like a billion threes in that exhibition game. And that that is that should be data that matters. So watch Tuesday. I mean, they play Tuesday against UT Martin. It's a real game. Uh, I'll watch that one for sure. Uh, watch that and see if they shoot a billion threes. And if they do, then then we can really get curious. It, it really sets up beautifully because they play UT Martin and ETSU uh, in this week when we're worrying about Georgia. And then as soon as it's like, oh, man, we've only got South Alabama and Vanderbilt left, uh, they play Villanova the day of the South Alabama game. You really want – that South Alabama kickoff tomorrow needs to be like 4 o'clock because I think we played Villanova at 1. So you want you want 4 o'clock tomorrow when they announce the kickoff times. And then after, uh, the day after Villanova, they play either Purdue or North Carolina. So, like, you, real stuff is coming very soon for this basketball team. Um I'm intrigued that they shot 46 threes in an exhibition game. I'm not going to lie. Like I think every, anybody is. So like, just let's, let's watch it Tuesday and see uh, Fulkerson's got a broken thumb. That's that's the shout out to the Derek Dooley, Tyler Bray. He's got a broken thumb uh, that I always like to bring up, but so, you know, he didn't play in the exhibition. He's questionable. Are they going to play him against UT Martin and ETSU? I, I mean, it's Fulkerson. We know what he does. So yeah, um, so we'll see. But, you know, it's it's a – my thing, and in, in, in I wrote this in the, the uh, preview piece we did during the bye week, is it's not that I think they should be so much better than last year's team. They would be hard-pressed to be as good as last year's team was on defense the, this part of the year. That, w- that would be impossible to me. But um, with a true point guard and with no pandemic or, or, or not the kind of restrictions and distance that they had last year, can they play at a high level more consistently than last year's team? Because if they can do that, that's, that's a pretty good basketball team. Um, and I, I'm, I'm intrigued. So uh, watch a real game with me on Tuesday, and we'll, we'll see if we're, if we're still intrigued after that.
0: All right. Well, I did watch the first half of the exhibition game, and I'm telling you they're for real. Kennedy, Kennedy Chandler is, is the real Is the real thing. And we're going to the final four and we better because I have tickets. Right. I was going to say, you uh, can't be trusted.
1: Your opinion can't be
0: trusted. Right. (laughs) So, yes. All right. Well, that's Will Shelton. I'm Joel Hollingsworth. Um, We appreciate you tuning in and uh, we will catch you next time around. So uh, theme song, we need a new theme song. I'm getting tired of the old thing that sounds like Boston. And <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't
1: made that connection, but <laughs> I will now. Yeah, the,
0: the name of the song is Boston Rocks. Is it so? Yeah. So they thinly veiled. No, I'm not infringing. I'm not infringing, but uh, sure does sound like Boston. The uh, the font on
1: the cover of my book is called John the name because <laughs> I think it's a rip-off of one of his albums so, yeah. I love John Mayer so I, and I think that's great
0: John Mayer I'm not sure he would make a good uh you know, opening theme song no no, we
1: don't want like, like All of the names of his songs are not things you want to be true Like slow dancing in a burning room You don't want that for your football team So <laughs> Waiting on the world to change We don't want any of that We don't want that So, <laughs> so, so I don't trust myself with loving you Oh man, I could do this all night uh, That's all one album right there Um Run through the.
0: What is the one? What is the one where I want to run through the halls of my high school or whatever?
1: Oh, the. Um,
0: What's the uh, name? The
1: no such thing, right? No such I just thing. found there. I just found out there's no such thing as the real world. Yeah. So that was that was his first album. I love that song. that song. He's great. I've seen him in concert twice. Um, once on the way up, and then once like at the peak of his powers he's he's great Um,
0: he's great all right so we love John Mayer but he's not gonna be that yeah yeah not good for a
1: podcast about sports
0: so all right so anybody listening to the bonus coverage uh we'll take uh suggestions and we can use since we're on SoundCloud I'm told uh uh by everybody that 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 matters I think uh that
1: (laughs) you are a lawyer right meaning well
0: Meaning SoundCloud. I, I mean, I asked them, you know, do we, do we need a new license? And they said, no, if you, uh, if you play it just through the SoundCloud player, we've already included a license in your uh, monthly fee. So we can pick songs. So let's let's pick pick a good one.
1: Yeah. I'll, if, if, uh, if we do, or don't get any good suggestions, I will check with my, uh, my brother-in-law. Bryant is uh, used to be the band director at Alcoa high school is a, a podcast listener. And also, like the smartest music guy I know. Uh, so I will. Uh, I think listen.
0: I had lunch with him one day, didn't I? You may it, have. Uh, yeah. He's super tall. Yes. Yep. I, I don't know where we must, oh, we went somewhere before a game. Um, So, yeah. You know, because we, we have played, we played uh, Israel Houghton's uh, right. it, It's Better to Believe Than to Have Seen, but that right. doesn't work now either.
1: <laughs> right no there's plenty of plenty of sight
0: uh yeah. uh all right so and we'll
1: the Titan- let me just say the titans are up 21 to 3 i'm living in some sort of alternate universe where only good things happen to all my teams at once so um that's that's sports are great that's pretty great
0: yes i, I uh you know i wanted to ask you um i didn't want to do it <laughs> We'll probably end up cutting this out unless it turns <laughs> out good. But, um, so, and I think I know the answer because of your uh, sports are a great monologue there. Um, but for me, um, I, this is what I've been waiting for. You know, mm. I've been, I've been waiting for the turnaround and it's been kind of anticlimactic for me is that, is that me and what I'm going through? Or is that, uh, do you, have you seen that in other people too, where they're just so, uh, apathetic that it takes a while to get out of it?
1: I, so like, I think my view on this is skewed by like quality time is my love language. So I weigh heavily, like being in a place when it happens.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's why, like, I have a nasty schedule this week to try to go to this game. But I'm like, if we win, I better be there. <laughs> so um, so I always view it as, like, the the two most meaningful things that have happened to this team. One happened at Missouri, and the other happened at Lexington last night. So, like, um, it I think in part because we have a hard time separating, like, Kentucky being Kentucky versus Kentucky being 18th or, or whatever. Um, I think that's part of it. Uh, I think it's, it's happening. SP plus believes it's happening, but the ways it's been happening is we blow out Missouri and South Carolina, and then our ranked win is at Kentucky and not Ole Miss and Knoxville or you know, Florida, you know, like, um, it's so like it's happening. It's just, it, it picked less meaningful opponents to happen against than some of the other options that were out there if that makes sense that's that's kind of and again like last night it to me it ended up feeling more like relief than anything um yeah. instead of like triumph
0: yeah well i mean that was you kind of end up with relief uh on the uh, close games you know so
1: well, and and again, we're still learning. Chris Pinley said he wants to do a podcast in a couple of weeks, maybe on like what we were talking about. How do you watch a team like this? Um, how how regularly are we going to see a game like last night? Of this offense is incredible, and this defense needs to make one stop. Um, I don't know the answer to that. So, um, but I, I would say. Uh, you know, we, we need, we don't need, we're good. Like we're, we're going to get to seven we need to not screw up against South Alabama and Vanderbilt. We're going to get seven and five. Um, it would be great. It would be great to catch Penn state in the music city bowl or Miami in the, um, the mayonnaise bowl. Like That's that would so be, weird. I re- I hate mayonnaise too, by the way. <laughs> so I take no pleasure in that. Um, but it would be, uh, that would be helpful, you know? So, because at the end of this thing right now, we're going to say, well, we got our ranked win. Um, but it's the argument is based on being competitive with elite teams and blowing out Missouri and South Carolina and beating number 18, Kentucky. So like it's there and that's a better argument than we've had with with most years. It's just not as good as, you know, uh, trading the, the, you know, getting Ole Miss instead. Um, or something like that. So yeah, 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 I would say not enough, not enough time, not enough data. And not enough obvious
0: kind of stuff there to, to make that difference. Yeah, okay.